All right. Here we go. Uh, everyone tuning in, welcome to Students of the Game uh, podcast. Coming to you live from Staten Island, also known as Shaolin, also known as the Forgotten Borough and the Dump. Uh, put this podcast together with just a bunch of Staten Island guys to get realistic views and uh, some entertainment and jargon that we do throughout our daily lives anyway, so we figured why not record it. My name is Mike, one of the co-producers of the show. Introducing our two co-hosts now, John, who is also my brother. John, let's say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. Sounds a little depressed. Uh, <laughs> and his other co-host, who is another one of our sports savants, as we like to call them, is Joey Jubes, who you will also hear us call Buns more often than not, also known as Gub Steppington. Say hello to the people there, Jubes. What's going on, guys? My name is Bun or Buns for this right now. You call me Jubes if you want. All right, to open our first episode and to open probably every episode, we're going to start with what we like to call the stat game, otherwise known as statistically challenged. <laughs> What's going to happen is I'm going to provide stats to both John and Buns. John and Buns are going to guess the player based on just stats, nothing else. The stats are going to be very vague at first. They're not really going to help them that much, but the earlier I, they get them, the more obviously impressed we'll be, and they'll get a point, whoever gets it first. So we're going to start week one with someone I think is relatively easy. Hopefully they'll both be able to get him. Boy. This person plays in the NFL. Okay. They are a running back. And this is their stats. They entered the year in 2013. They rushed for 1,178 yards, 11 touchdowns. In 2014, they rushed for 1139 yards and nine touchdowns. In 2015, they rushed for 758 yards and three touchdowns. In 16, they rushed for 360 yards and zero touchdowns. In 17, they rushed for 179 yards and two and zero touchdowns also. So that's four years, 13 to 17. How we'll progress the game is every 30 seconds, John and Bun are going to get an extra hint. Okay. First one to get it wins. So I'm gonna set the timer for thirty seconds. 2013, 1, We don't get another hint, right? That's it. Mm. No, you're gonna get one in thirty seconds. Yeah, thirty mm. seconds. Thirty seconds. Get the timer. Uh, uh. And the game ends in three minutes if nobody gets it. Hmm. That's a great rookie year. Um. Thirteen. Uh, uh, Eddie Lacy. Yes. <laughs> it is Eddie Lacy. China food Lacy. China, China food, food would have been your final hint. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. It's China I, food I, if you give me China food, I'm going to get Eddie Lacy. That's I would have got it way quicker. Uh, that was a good one, but easy. I, well all right. So, so with Eddie Lacy, let's go directly into the NFL current oh boy. events. Boy. We're going to start with Don Shula. Okay. Rest in peace, Don Shula. All Obviously, right, people know him as the winningest NFL coach of all time. John? Yes, uh, I mean, it's a tough week for the NFL right now. Obviously, you know, we had the draft, but there's not much else going on other than that. And then you hear about Don Shula, you know, even though he lived a long life at 90, you know, you're losing one of the all-time greats and guy that was voted to the 100th anniversary team as one of the coaches. Um, could run through a couple of things that I brought up about his career, you know, just early NFL stuff. Um, people might not know he played defensive back in the NFL for seven seasons. Uh for the Browns, Colts, and Redskins from 1951 to 57. He was a very solid player there. I think I believe he had double-digit uh, interceptions in his career. So, you know, he was definitely not just some throw-around guy that was in the NFL that became a coach. Uh, he became a head – he was a head coach for 33 years from 1963 to 1995. He began with the Baltimore Colts from 63 to 69, and then the Dolphins from 70 to 95, which is what he's most known for. As Nick went into, he passed away still as the all-time leader in wins for a head coach with a combined 347 for the regular and postseason combined. So obviously very impressive. And thanks to the New York Giants in 2007 and 8, he remained the only coach with a perfect season to win the Super Bowl at 17-0. and 0. Remember also that there was only 14 games back then. Yeah, now uh, Shula um, still holds, like you said, I think you said, he still has the most wins as a head coach. Correct. And sure. his uh, person, someone that he doesn't like is kind of gaining on him. We know about his feud with Belichick. Yes. He refers to him as Belichick openly. <laughs> um, Buns, do you think Belichick surpasses him? Uh, 
I don't think so. I think no. he's got them. I think he's got it set. Yeah. So Belichick currently has 304 compared to Shula's 347. He's got to have. He's got to. You need 43 wins to get there. He's got to stay relevant. He's got to stay relevant as a high coach. The team's got to be relevant. They they got to make the playoffs. Yeah. They got to be winning teams. I I don't know if he's gonna get 44 more. What is it? 44 more? 43. 43. I don't think he's. I don't know if he's gonna get 43 more. He might. Yeah. But I think Shula's got it locked up. Yeah. I also think that it's got to be him wanting to do it too, because he's come out in years past. You know, even when they've been winning and saying that, you know. He is an older coach, and how much longer is he actually going to want to do this? And then when you see Tom Brady go to Tampa Bay, and that kind of takes the air out of New England in a sense of, you know, the 20 years of the run that they've been on. I mean, if they go, you know, I, I don't know, maybe like 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine this year, and the defense isn't, you know, it doesn't do everything for them, and they can't figure out who their quarterback is going to be, I mean, I don't know how much losing he will take. Why well, are you trying to say you. that Jared Stidham is not going to be able to take them to ten wins for the next? <laughs> week? No, I'm not, well, you not know sure what? about that. Definitely I mean, sure about that. it's a good whatever. system. It's a good yep. system. We'll we'll see. We'll yep. see. Yep. I don't want to. I don't want to count Stidham out yet, but I'm not a believer, so I need to be shown. And it'll also play true to the uh, you know the theories of people saying if it's whether you know the Patriots have been this good because of Belichick or they've been this good because of Tom Brady because if they bring in any quarterback that's not Tom Brady or just some replacement guy that's even not Stidham and he performs and plays well and they actually have a 500 record or better that's going to make Tom Brady's legacy you know not look as impressive as it was for 20 straight years so. It's going to be a very interesting couple of years that are, you know, possibly left for Belichick right. in, in New England. And it'll be even more of a stain on Brady if, you know, the Bucks come out this year and just yeah. don't I mean, win nine yeah. or ten games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially with all that. Right. So we have the Patriots. They actually have a, a tough schedule this year. Yes. Along with all the AFC East. Um, I'm looking at the Jets schedule now. What do you guys think about it? Um, I mean – it's tough. They have a tough schedule. It is not. It's not fun. Uh, you open the season in Buffalo. That's tough, no matter what. Then you your home openers against the Niners. I mean, that's a great way to start the season against the best defense. <laughs> and you're gonna play the Colts. So you, that's a little bit of a. I, I, that's easier. But you're starting off tough. So we'll see. I don't like that. I, I, bad things can happen to start the season, and it just gets. It stays kind of hard the rest of the way. What do you got? The Broncos. The Cardinals, the Chargers, the Bills again. Then you get the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the by the Dolphins, the most ridiculous thing the NFL has done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then the Raiders. That's a joke. Seattle, mm-hmm. the Rams, the Browns, and you end the season at the Patriots. It's a very it's a tough schedule for a team on the rise. Yep. yep. I would agree. I mean, it's you know, I'd say this year was a definitely a year that you would hope you were hoping that the Jets, along with Sam Darnold, take a leap and, you know, actually become more of a, you know, top of the division contender now that Tom Brady has finally gone. And, you know, this is the hand they get dealt. I mean, you know, there's not much they can do about it, but I mean, if they come out and and even if they're lose a couple of games early, but they're fairly competitive, that could lead to good things next year and possibly, you know, bringing in a couple of big time free agents possibly that, you know, maybe puts them over the top and a strong year from Darnold. And, you know, they actually get that offense going, you know, and see how things go. Yeah. I mean, Darnold has missed, missed so many games just simply due to injury. It's almost like he's still in his second year. They gave him talent yeah. on the offensive line and that's a big thing. Yep. And I like Winning that. I just, I'm not really like, I, I'm not liking them this year. I think they're no. another maybe two years away from truly being relevant, but I think this year will be a good star, even though it's a tough schedule. Yep. How do you feel about the, uh, the G men's opening night? I mean, I'm happy. It's, Steelers. I'm happy. It's not the Cowboys. I'm, I'm really happy. Finally. It's yep. finally, but I don't, I don't like our chances. Uh, they get Ben no. back. They have they didn't have any competent quarterback play last year after Ben got hurt. They get him back. That's a huge thing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor should be healthy, and I think that means a lot to that team. Um, yep. Juju need Juju needs to have a bounce back year and show that it wasn't just a sophomore slump. Um, that can't that can't happen again. So I don't I don't know. 
Uh, the Giants are a tricky team. I like to see what Judge does with them. Yeah. But I, I, I don't really like week one at all. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly shocked that, you know, they put a team like the Giants to open on Monday Night Football. That does not help us as fans because, you know, it's just – we know what to expect if we know this team this year and it's going to be another year of, you know, hoping that things develop and you hope that this draft comes out and it proves that, you know, we're building the offensive line. That's the first start to any championship team. You win in the trenches always. It's it's never anything outside. It's always inside. You give running room for Saquon to hopefully, you know, not have to, you know, run 30 times for 100 yards, you know. Give him, give him some room. Show what he can do. Another year of Daniel Jones and maybe the development of Slayton and a couple of guys on the back end defensively, especially Xavier McKinney, hopefully, you know, being what the next Landon Collins could have been for us long term, but hopefully better. And, you know, expectations are not high, but just hope for a year of development. Right. Now, what are, what are the, what is the NFL trying to do for Tom Brady over there in Tampa? <laughs> okay. like I'm, looking, I'm looking at this and it doesn't look like there's you know really anything as far as the elements go standing in his way well they they want to they want their cash cow in prime time yep. obviously mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't it doesn't help that uh he he's hated he's hated everybody wants to see brady lose yeah. give him, yep. what do they give him seven straight fair weather games and or six fa- great what is it? Six. Uh, fuck, it's I'm seven, fucked up right now. It's seven games uh, at the end of the season, obviously, when it's the coldest. This is dubs, by the way. Um, dubs. Seven dubs. games, dubs. Uh, is, uh, seven games at the end of the season, either at home in Tampa Bay, obviously gorgeous weather. And there's one of the dome, um, right? Or in a dome. Uh, right. Their coldest game that they'll be playing at the end of the season is in Charlotte, where uh, that time of the year it's going to be 55 degrees. It's a joke. Yeah. I mean, for Tom, uh, he's obviously in his 40s now, but for a guy that's played in cold weather in New England and in the AFC East for yeah, that his was my point. career, I, mean, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be that crazy of a deal, but it's definitely beneficial for the team as a whole, even though the rest of his team, for the most part, except for Gronkowski, has played in you know the warm weather. So it's definitely a good thing as a whole, as a team, because you're not playing in harsher climates, but... I don't think that's going to really, you know, help or hurt Tom in any way, really. I also yeah, I mean, think that, uh, sorry, my bad. Yeah. I mean, I also cold, think that, uh, I think that, um, the offense is what gets people watching and yes. not having to worry about snow, cold conditions, possible yep. rain. It, it makes it easier. It yep. makes it easier for them to march down the field, pass the ball, yep. not have to worry about constantly turning the ball over, having fumbles could be beneficial, but it's, I like it for them. I don't yeah. like it for the league. I like it for them. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's look at these primetime games. Like we said, we have a lot. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah, opening we have day. opening day for the Giants, right? Are there any more that stick out to you? Uh, Cowboys, Rams, week one, and uh, Texans, Chiefs as well. Yes. I like yeah, those. I think it's going to be a wash. Texans Honestly, Chiefs. even the Titans, Broncos, I think all four of these can end up being good games. Titans, Broncos, good. A lot of young talent in the Broncos now. I can see the opener on Thursday. Uh, You know, obviously (laughs) Houston gets out to that gigantic lead in the first game of the playoffs, and then they blow it by 20 points after they went up 20. So Deshaun Watson, he's going to be not a happy camper, as well as every other Texans player that was on the team last year. And now Mm -hmm. that he's lost Nuck, I mean, you know, you you hope that – it's a competitive game because it's the first game of the year, but you know, more than likely you're going to see Pat Mahomes just sling the ball all over the place. And that's probably going to end. I can see this getting, uh, I can see this getting really out of hand quickly. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's switch over to MLB. Um, so we have a potential string spring training date, June 10th, and we have potential opening week being July, the the first week of July, July 1st, July 4th, um, if we have to do this without crowds, are we in favor of that? How do we feel about that? Uh, John, you can start with this. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're almost halfway through the season, and you got to get something going if you're actually going to make this season start. I don't see how testing and all this stuff for, for the coronavirus is going to be to the point where they're going to allow people to be within six feet of each other, and I don't think they're going to sell out 
less than half a stadium to allow people to just at least be there. So honestly, it's going to be between the owners and the players. The players obviously want to play. The owners want money more than anything else. They want a season to start, but they want to make the most possible money that they can from this. And those two, there was actually something that came out on Bleacher Report a little while ago that the title was MLB Players Association preparing for a quote-unquote war and are ready to fight if owners attempt to reduce their salaries even more. So they've already taken a hit. Players, they're not going to take much more because obviously if they're not playing, they're not getting paid. It's guaranteed money, but you have to actually play. So I think the owners are probably going to have to be coerced somehow, whether it's monetarily or in some other way, to get these games going. You have the possibilities of three just you know, areas of the country, divisions, East, West, and Central, you know, I, I think it'll probably start with nobody. And then maybe towards the end of the year, if things somehow get better, you might ha- add some attendance, but I don't, I don't see how much you could possibly do. Can you, is it, is there somewhere in the length? I know it's every baseball contract is obviously guaranteed money, but is there somewhere in the language of the contract that an unprecedented event like this can change that? I think there might be. There might be Great because question. it seems yes. like there it seems like there's something in there that Act has that going on. Act of, Act God. of God could be, yeah. yeah. So I, it, that's what it seems like, and, and I mean they're, they're not getting paid right now. I can only it's, imagine. It's just, we've think never the, seen this. Never you seen think it. the PA can win that war by saying that? I don't know. Uh, if I, I think it'll be tough for owners to lose out on the full season of revenue. It's yeah. they already lost out on a full month of it. Um, it's it looks like it's going to be another two months at the very least. Um sales online i feel like are down people aren't working i don't have anything to back that up that's just a thought yeah but they need to, they everybody needs to make money so the only way that's going to happen is they resume these games now that said they do you think the, that they need the television money they need they need all the broadcast money they need all of this to happen um they're not going to have the stadium sales which sucks but they'll get they'll get at least a portion back of what they miss funds are you in favor of you know potentially cutting games in half doing like seven inning double headers or do you prefer that the season kind of just goes on from july 4th as it normally would honestly um i think they should just play going on from july 4th if that's where they're going to start if that's something that happens they should just play it going forward i don't like them cutting the games i don't like them playing double headers i even though the season is short i feel like you run the risk of getting your relief pitchers hurt more constant double headers constant bringing guys in guys are not going to be prepared for a full season of baseball there's no way Facilities so are shut down. I think they should just play it straight up. What is more legitimate, a uh, an eighty win World Series or the Astros twenty seventeen World Series? An eighty win, 80 win. World Series. <laughs> a, a ten hey, win a ten there, win regular season is better than that. Well, there is world, no cheating. Will the World Series champion that. ever get the respect of a full? Like, is there always going to be an asterisk next to this season? I think or so. Well, I mean, I think so. It's not. It's not a strike shortened season. So, but it, I think when people say. You know, let's say the Yankees win the 2020 World Series. It's there's going to be an asterisk next to it. Like, yeah, they definitely mm-hmm. earned it. They earned it in that three month span. But also, I start seasons. You know, great. It takes them three months to cool off. You know, you may see a team that's very deserving mm-hmm. get it, or a team that's incredibly undeserving that benefited from the 80 game season instead of the 162 game season. Right. And what about I, I, John? What ahead, about like uh like the MVP awards and Rookie of the Year and things like that? Are those affected by because you mean, have guys it, that can have great first halves or great yeah. second halves, and it, it's going to be it's going to be put in the same boat as as the championship itself. I mean, like you had in '94 when there was the strike, and you know you had teams like the Expos that were you know the best team in the world, and they couldn't finish their season and possibly win a championship. So anything like that now, where you actually have half the year and then a, cha- a possible championship, it's it's going to be taken in the same way. But if you're going to play a season, you have to crown somebody and you have to give awards to somebody. So right. I mean, as long as it's not like, you know, like Ronald Torres that came off the bench and batted 450 for the rest of the year and won an MVP. As long as somebody legitimate, <laughs> then, you know, it's okay. But honestly, it, it, everything everything is going to be speculated. Everything is going to be taken into that type of consideration. There's really not much you can do to avoid it. But, you know, that's that's really what we're working with right now. Mm-hmm. Is this a good uh, – is it a good season to mess with potential – rule changes that the MLB has wanted to do like the automated strike zones and uh, you know, maybe doing things in extra innings that they haven't done, like putting runners on second and things like that. Um, I'm for, ex- they could experiment with the, um, 
Um, I'm not with that extra inning, put a runner on second base type no. shit. Absolutely fucking not. No. Nope. <laughs> it's like we're not. We're not. It's no, not, not even that. Like we're not in t-ball. We're not in no. little league. It's no. just professional baseball. If the game goes in the extra innings, you have to win the game. You can't yep. be gifted. If That's I start it. the top of the ninth inning, top of the tenth inning with a runner on second base, I hit a single, winning ends. I'm up one nothing. They start. They go one two three. They get a hit. I mean, there's so many. You're creating yeah. possibly more problems with that. Games yes. could possibly go longer. Just let them play it out. Yep. Yep. Well, I had a question regarding hot and cold. Would it matter if the season's pushed back? Will the Mets know how to play baseball for the first 20 games and still then forget how to play baseball for the next 60? <laughs> Even though it's not in April or May. So what will happen is you will see the New York Mets be the best New York Mets possible because there's, they have no choice. They're, they, have to put, they have to put the pedal to the metal instantly. There is no – they can't have that – they can't have that 60-game break like they always do when they suck the worst team in baseball. 60-game break. Then they miraculously start playing good. You know, it's like that can't happen. So maybe, maybe an eighty game set's the best case scenario for the Mets. I would say it would limit injuries, but loser Noah Syndergaard in quarantine. <laughs> how? How do you need Tommy John? You're not even allowed. You can't leave the house. Where are you training? What are yep. you throwing? Why are you yep. throwing so much? There's no way that you left spring training, came home, and you were and and kept up the same activity. Why are you trying to throw? Half calf catches, a couple of light bullpens. You tear if you tear in your UCL, you're doing a little too much too early. Okay, but what if you did make the World Series? Who would stare at the last pitch to strike out this year? Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what's even better about the 80 game season is that you know Carlos Stanton has a chance to play his five games since. Uh, <laughs> play his five. Uh, I think I think five is generous at this point. Um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, the whole Yankees team for the past two plus years has been as about as injury riddled as the Mets have been for the past ten years. So it's That's it's extremely have, frustrating, and you know, you know I've had enough of that. But we're not going to attack the Mets, all right? We're going to leave them alone. <laughs> but no, yeah, John Carlos. John Carlos Stanton needs to weigh almost 300 pounds of pure muscle. He needs to bench press models. He needs to do things that aren't bench baseball related models. to then get hurt doing nothing but hitting. So, again, would I love to see him actually be somewhat like John Carlos Stanton? Sure, but will we see that for the next seven years of his contract that's left? Probably not. And Aaron Judge's own ribs, like, shift him like somebody in jail, so he can't get past yeah. that. Apparently he's getting better, but – the Yankees training staff, even though the entire lot of them was fired last year, and they brought I mean, in I would the hope he's getting ever. better. There's nothing he can't, he can't even do anything. Yep. yep. What, there's nothing for him to do. Stands. He's just yep. he's just got to get healed. Yep. Do life physical therapy. You can't you can't you can't, you can't be outside. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> God, if he if I if the season starts in July and Aaron Judge is not ready to play, it's going to be a war. Him back. Keep him keep him there. Keep him on the. He's a new Jacoby Osbury. I don't mm. actually mean that, but. <laughs> I want to hurt. It, his, it, I want to hurt Yankee oh, fans' feelings. Injury wise, yeah. Hey. He's gonna he's gonna play twenty five games. Oh shit, my ribs. Oh, mm-hmm. I strained my back. Oh shit, I'm hey, out. Guys. Stan's gonna round first base. Oh my god, I'm too much of a robot. I can't play mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, he, yeah. They are they are two. What, what are they? Six five and six eight. Like two big yeah, goons. I, Let me yeah. tell you something. If we get if we get these these new divisions they're talking about, these Yankee Met matchups are gonna be gr- awesome. It's gonna I be a bloodbath. What's gonna happen gonna be amazing. is we're gonna sweep the Yankees constantly. <laughs> constantly. Well, what in, in eighty games we'll play them how many times? Like, right. let's say nine, like they, right? Yeah, cool. Congrats. Could you cut everything nine, in half? Nine and zero. Oh. No, no. If that puts you to sleep a little bit better, then that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if we gotta sweep sweep you guys nine zero, I mean, it's gotta be a little demoralizing. Wouldn't in fact that make us the kings of New York? When you win some championships, that it makes. Sure All right, without the past is the past. We're talking about relevance right now. <laughs> well, you haven't won anything recently either, so either of you. So mind your tone. <laughs> That's all right. Eleven years. It's not that bad. Gifted World Series. <laughs> okay, so um, MLB awards. What do we think about the MVP? I know the season isn't even started yet. We haven't even thought about it. Actually, I have a I have an interesting take on what they should do. I think instead of having an AL and MVP, it should just be MVP of baseball to half a season. That's the NFL, yeah. Just do uh, MVP. Um, Cy Young, just do one and one. Let yep. them go like that. Don't even don't split it. Just let it rock. Yep. I, I think you would have. Well, if they do the divisions, I think you would have to do it that way. 
if they do the I, new division. If this right, especially if they yes. do the new division. But I think they should do that regardless, even if it's not split, just one award. I don't think I there think, should. I don't think there should. There should be a, somebody from each league. It's too not a full season. It's not really. I think it'll case, end up being like that East West Central. I think that's probably what's going to end yeah. up being. That's it. In that case, the MVP might even be more valuable this year because oh, yeah. the MVP of thirty yeah. teams not. You yeah, know. it true. really has to be an MVP, not somebody that's you know could like well, has a stat here or there. Well, let's hope like right. Eric Dames doesn't hit like forty home runs in three months, and we'll all be happy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Question about <laughs> these divisions, guys. Uh, obviously, like it's not confirmed yet, but are are they just going to be basically playing American League baseball, right? Yes. Like DHs I, and all that bullshit. That's a possibility. Can, like, help the Mets at all? Like <laughs> getting getting like fucking batters instead of. I like, mean, like, hey, if Cespedes comes back and he's ready to play, probably not. Because you know, he likes to fuck around with wild boar. Yes. Um, it could be beneficial for them. Um, yep. it'll, but it'll really, really benefit guys like a team like the Dodgers. Ooh, Dodgers so have many guys. It, just an extraordinary amount of talent to begin with. Yep. To Mookie Betts, like mm. that bench, yep. they always they have guys in the minor leagues that are ready to play. They have a deep bench to begin with. I think somebody like that is letting the Dodgers free for all with no no pitcher hitting. Jesus Christ. Yep. I mean, Bleacher Report uh, just posted from The Athletic about a half an hour ago that even though this has basically been, for the most part, proposed, but now I guess it's becoming possibly a little more of a certainty, uh, they're expected to put the D- universal DH for the 2020 season as part of the plan for the shortened season for the NL. So, you know, I think it makes sense. Just make everything the same for a season, then you go back next year as long as everything's okay. I don't see right. why not. I mean, in, in this whole season, too, like Nick was asking us before, you have an opportunity to experiment and see – what would work? Yeah. Um, just don't experiment runners on second base. You can do no. anything else you want. Electronic strikes on, I'd be okay with that. That's pretty much um, it. I'm not even sure RoboArms will be better because technology is stupid. Wait, did all... you say NL pitchers aren't going to pad their stats this year? Oh, yeah, no, not at all. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> they, can, they, can't, they can't bat 030 in the, yeah. in the regular season. Yeah. Free outs. Uh, mm-hmm. I just sound like someone's upset that, he, that you know, NLs are better to lead to play in. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> You have that cheat code at DH over there. <laughs> Did anyone see the um that Astros article that came out recently about that game on August fourth last year? It apparently the Astros they banged the trash can on August fourth fifty four times in that game, which came out to a sixteen runs total. Just if eating, if anybody was doubting how much that was actually helping them, cheating pieces of garbage, fucking despicable. <laughs> And they still and they still act like it's not the worst thing. Mike, get us get us a trash can bang per run ratio there. So that's that's three point three seven five bangs equals one run. Right. It's fucking absurd. Four four bangs a run. That's absurd. That's absurd. Real question for you guys. How do any of these guys that are on the strows, like any of these like like these these batters, like how are they getting traded ever? Like they're gonna go into another locker room and immediately be fucking despised. Despised. Like how, oh, well, how do you think that works? You they are universally despised by all of baseball. I think yep. that um I forgot who it was on the Mets. They said they've already been making fun of um Marisnik. Marisnik, making yeah. fun of Marisnik. Like yeah. as soon as he came into the locker room to break the ice, they were just they called him like trash can or something like that. I, I, don't, like, I don't doubt <laughs> it. These guys you know are never gonna live it down. And Jake Marisnik isn't one of the biggest abusers of like Bregman, no. Correa, no. Guriel. I mean those uh, Springer. Altuve swears on everything. Oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Well, fuck off. You had a fucking, yeah. you had yeah. a buzzer on your shoulder. That's worse. Yep. It's considerably yeah. worse. Like, well, yeah. his boy Correa swears that he was oh, the yeah. only one that didn't do it. Okay. Uh, you can swear. You can prove it. Loyal, loyalty among able, thieves. You're not able to basically. prove that Jose Altuve didn't do it. Right. right. All these, all of these goons that did it, they are hated. Guys like Marisnik, like they're gonna get hit shit on, but there's no hate. Like you're, they're not. The cream of the crop. They're bench players. I mean, no, I, I feel like this affects them slightly less. But like a guy like Correa, let's say Correa leaves the Astros, he goes to any locker room he goes to, auto toxic. It's auto toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah. me no trust. The only thing um, I'm worried about is I hope people don't forget by the time baseball starts about the Astros team because I was looking forward to some good fucking plunkings this year of Astros players. I, I, I was think re- yeah. anybody's going to forget that. They, they're fucked for I a care. couple of years. Not even because I care, because it would have been just great entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was really looking forward to opening day for the Angels when they were going to be there, 
and Dodger fans had bought up half the stadium and were going to mm-hmm. just ridicule and just boo the crap out of them the entire game. That was going to be, and I think that might have been a Sunday night baseball game. Was was those two, uh, and uh, that would have been absolutely amazing to see. I think I think boos. they should only allow fans to Astros games to make fun of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, completely even, yeah. they're completely silent when. The Astro when the Astros are in the field, but the second mm-hmm. they get up, they are instantly abused. It's Just nonstop. Hail of booze. It's, what's, it's incredible. What sucks is that the soft MLB is probably going to do the exact opposite and just take away all the signs. Just defend them. Out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They don't defend want, defend they don't criminals of the sport. Yeah. They don't want the negative interest on the sport. Mm-hmm. Yep. What was the over-under for, for hit by pitches? It, was, it came out for Astros. It was like 86 and, and a half or so, yeah. something similar mm-hmm. to that number. I think that's a little high. But I, I think it's also, in the same breath, I think it's reasonable. And I think yeah, they were just, hit like eight to 12 times in spring training. So Yeah, that's just over one every two games. Like, I yeah. think it's low, to be honest. I, I think I feel like opening day, you would have saw at least three of them. Two of them yeah. get punked real bad, like yeah. on the body, and maybe one. one Especially one if it was a blowout. Take, one reliever takes the fall. Some, yeah. yeah. I would. I would, honestly, I would just. I would start an opener with the intent of hitting an Astros player and then mm-hmm. bringing in my starter. And then, put the, yeah. and then put the starter in. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't the, didn't the commissioner come out and say he was going to suspend players who were like actively worth it. I'll t- targeting? I'll, yes. Worth yes. it because yes. as a manager, I would be telling my guys, you can players hit. Players are okay. yeah. no problem. They're not going to care if they really care that much about the sport. They're not going to care about the suspension. I would just throw out my, my six ERA reliever and be like, go, yeah. go, fucking nail this guy in the neck. That, that's that's how they used to do it back in the day. <laughs> it's exactly that's what it. I would do. Yeah. Let's uh, buns take us away on. Thank goodness, some more sports coming back to the world. UFC 249. Uh, watch it last night. Uh, run us through on your best fights. What's going on in the future and what's going on in the next card? All right. So I'm going to start with a couple fights off the prelims. Uh, Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa. Uh, if you watch the fight, it was an absolute mauling. Uh, dare I say Bryce Mitchell looked Khabib-esque, just an absolute beatdown. I want to say out of the 15 minutes, he had 14 minutes of ground control. It was abuse. This guy he was fighting, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belts, was the next level for him. He mauled him. So I can't I can't wait to see what's next. This guy looks legit. Um, I'm hoping they give him a top 15 opponent. And there's a few guys I'm going to throw out there. Ricardo Lamas. Darren Elkins and Josh Emmett. I think those are three guys that if he beats them, he is ready to go to the next level again. Um, staying on the prelims, Pettis versus Cerrone. Irrelevant for the title picture, but relevant in terms of fan uh, hypeness and giving with fans what they want. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought Cerrone and Pettis had a great fight. Uh, judging was a little crazy on that. Uh, I'd like to see Pettis get another high-profile fight. I know Cerrone's going to get one. He always puts on for the fans, whether he's getting finished, winning a decision, losing a decision, finishing people. He's exciting. Um, so now I'm just going to finish. That's it for the prelims. I'm not going to touch anything else. Fuck the heavyweights on the prelims. Uh, I'm going to touch on Greg Hardy, controversial guy. I got to say, I was rooting rooting for this guy to, uh, to fail. I wanted him to fail. And uh, every time I watch him fight, I'm... Uh, I'm taking my, I'm eating my words a little bit. He's getting better. He seems like he's just an overall better person now than he was a few years ago. He's beating women anymore, so that's a positive. Just got to throw that in there. Well, we got yep. we got to see what happened with um, what's his name's foot. Oh, they, getting... I, just some things I read. That he changed the fight. The, the the check in like the early second round on the foot apparently fucked him up the whole night. I think he may, he no. might have broke something. There's nothing official out on that yet. It's just no. to the point where he couldn't re, he couldn't even use it. It was just there. To, no. It was just there. Um, I think Greg Hardy though moving forward going to be a big draw for the UFC. He's getting better. Um, as I said, I was impressed. Uh, I'm just going to do the whole main card because every single fight after that had implications. Uh, Stevens versus Calvin Cater. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys watched. You got to witness almost mm-hmm. uh, basically a murder in the octagon. That was insane. Um, the first round, they were throwing heat. Stevens was looking good. Cater's combos are crisp, powerful. Uh, then there's the brutal elbows to finish the fight, the gash on the forehead. Uh, real quick, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys know this about Cater, but he's already fought two people inside the top five at 145. He has two losses to them. And everybody else in the top five is now booked and ready to fight. So he's on the outside looking in, but he's ready to make the jump into true elite contender status. That was just a fucking brutal fight and a brutal ending to the fight. 
Uh, if you guys have any, John, Mike, Nick, you guys, I know you guys watched. Really anything to say on that finish? Just how brutal it was. <laughs> the, mean, the next one after this is worse, but yeah. I mean, this was, was just this was something I didn't expect. It was a great fight, honestly. Um, you know, not definitely not knowing as much about these guys as you do, but like, you know, what you were telling us, it, it, it was pretty much was all there. Like, it was just an absolute beatdown, and you know, the guys stuck through. But you know, again, this is these are the type of fights that we needed to see, and something that we needed, like you know, honestly, as a country, we needed, we needed to see something sports related that was good, not like a, a bunch of, of yeah, like a bunch of two two you know punch knockouts stuff like that, like real three to five round just you know. I'm not going to say about that. Yeah, yeah, and then and then <laughs> that came through, but at least that was you know cool to see because of how you know impressive he is. But it's nice, right? And then you get to the heavyweight, the big main event. The, the not the main event right right before the main event geez heavyweight goons ready to mm. what they were basically fighting for the next title after Stipe and dc have their trilogy um naganu came out finished him in 20 seconds literally left a dead body in the octagon it took the guy almost 10 minutes it took him 10 minutes to almost get out uh brutal good thing he was standing after the fight he was talkative he was in good spirits thankfully so we know he's not dead but it really looked <laughs> like he died yeah. uh after the fight nagano basically said uh don't call me out if you don't know who i am um <laughs> don't call him out he will kill you <laughs> uh, and he's next up no matter what happens with dc and stipe he will fight for the belt next and uh I, I don't really care who he fights i think they stand no chance after these last four outings yeah and real quick just touching up on the co-main event event Cejudo fighting Cruz cementing his mm -hmm. legacy is one of the best combat athletes of all time I gotta give him mm -hmm. credit double champ gold medalist good for you Cejudo retiring now taught Reti yeah retiring yeah. off that it's uncanny that I didn't I didn't expect him to do that uh Dana White in the press conference after it said he did expect it Cejudo was talking about it with them but no, none oh, of the okay. fans knew that the media didn't know that they kept that quiet um, they let him go out and he went out a winner and he went out a dominant winner at that. Um, but based on him vacating the title now, the UFC has a bunch of really elite contenders and Cejudo himself and Dana White basically were talking about and separately that there's a possibility they do a tournament. Dana White wants to have this guy, Peter Yan. He's like six and zero in the UFC since he entered fight Algerman Sterling, perhaps for the belt. Um, I don't think they should do that. I like Cejudo's idea in the tournament style. You have Jan and Sterling or Jan and Corey Sanhagen, another top contender fight. And then Algerman Sterling fight Marlon Moraes or Jose Aldo, the next con possible contender in that division. You let them do a tourney style. Four, uh, three fights to decide for the belt. I like it. I think it's possible. Um, but what, just want to touch on Cejudo again. He's a I, I hate on him. He's cringe. He calls himself the king of cringe. Mm. He he was just everything you want in the champion after a post fight, knowing he's going to retire, keeping it classy, and uh, I give my hats off to him. My respect to him. Mm -hmm. uh, he definitely earned a little more respect than I had for him after that fight tonight. Yeah. And then the big one, the one that broke my heart, the, the, one, that hurt, the, the one that hurt betters around the world. Yeah. Tony Ferguson losing to Justin Gaethje in a battle, but really just taking abuse for five straight rounds. It it was it was hard to watch. Yeah. Um, two of your favorite fighters, you know, and watching one of them just take abuse like that was crazy. Uh, Justin Gaethje, asshole, love him. Played spoiler, probably asshole. never gonna get Khabib Tony again, and mm -hmm. probably won't be booked. Uh, that's fucked. I don't like that. At the same time, I'm happy it opened up Khabib uh, Justin Gaethje. I think that's gonna fireworks a hell of a fight and maybe uh what's up nick you think that it's gonna make for a worse fight than tony and uh khabib would have made i don't know i don't think so i think, like, do, you think he just, do you think gaichi just had a good night or do you think that oh, he's ready gaichi definitely just had definitely gaichi definitely had a good night but on, on top of that it's it's been it's been, we've been waiting for this right th three previous fights before this he was patient. He knocked all of them out basically with one punch, or got them down to the ground with one punch. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Ferguson was it was is the boogeyman. 
There's mm-hmm. no other yeah. fighter. I've never seen another fighter take that much damage for five rounds and keep no. moving forward. I got to give the guy credit. Yeah. But Maybe Gage, if he didn't fucking punch his knee the whole fight. He uh, had yeah, I, I like Tony. I, I like the weird things he does. That has not helped. That's not winning mm-hmm. you a fight. It's not no. the judges. You may think you're getting points to the judges, but I think they're looking at you like you're retarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Gaethje missed a counter left his until left the third is- round when he slowed down a little bit. At that point, it was at like fifteen to seventeen connected counter lefts of anything. Flush, Tony tried just to throw. flush. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. he was hitting him flush right on the right on the button. He and uh, it came out that he broke Tony's orbital bone. Um, uh, that, that sucks. That probably, close to that last one, we fell back. Probably in, probably in round five, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, there's really not much more to say on that main event. It set up. It sets up Khabib Tony. Uh, not Khabib Tony. I wish. I'm sorry. Thinking about it. It sets up Khabib Gaethje. That's going to be a fucking amazing fight. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's a recency bias because Tony performed. I mean, Justin performed better than I've ever seen him. But he's got the recipe to beat anybody in that division, and he is the recipe to beat Khabib. I think. I don't know if he will, but he he's a wrestler at heart who just chooses not to wrestle. So mm-hmm. we never get to see his credentials in the octagon. He's not he's not really taking people down. Yeah. He's not really stopping takedowns. It's not not too often you see Justin Gaethje fights to the mat, but I think. In this fight, it could be we could see finally. That was, the weird, that was the weird thing with Tony. Did not ever try to grapple until the end when it was too late. Like, no reason, is, but like he's pride. also a high level wrestler. He's but his 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 money is jujitsu, and if he's not on his back, he's not going to try and take you down and work on the top mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. He's a he's the he's the they call him the boogeyman for a reason. He just wants to stand the grade and go forward. Um, but overall, I just I'm done with UFC. I got nothing else to talk about with that. I just want to thank Dana White. Thank you. You gave us us live sports. Seriously. You gave us every single fight on that card, start to finish, delivered. It was amazing. The fighters were amazing. I want to thank every one of them personally. I had a ball watching UFC, and I'm going to have a ball again Wednesday watching UFC, and And have a ball again Saturday watching UFC. Damn right. As long as they keep it going and no more coronavirus, I Mm -hmm. am ecstatic with what they're doing. Agreed. So uh, I guess to move on from teeing off on people's faces to uh, teeing off golf balls, got some golf <laughs> questions for you guys. You like that fucking transition there? That was very nice. <laughs> gross. That was fucking good. Some Excellent. Um, so obviously, um, you know, players tournament was the uh, first. They were like on round one, I think, of the players tournament um, when the season got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they're starting off – uh, beginning of June, actually, um, you know, uh, they're doing it obviously with no, with no people. Um, you know, Brooks Kepka said, um, you know, players are going to lose golf balls, which I think is actually kind of freaking hilarious that, <laughs> you know, they're going to be, they're going to, I mean, obviously like they're professionals, but like sometimes it goes into the rough and like yeah. having a guy lose a ball because the crowd's not there to help him out. I to think point it out to him. Yeah. <laughs> first tournament back is going to be, or the first major is going to be the PGA Championship, which is actually the last of the majors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it seems like they're still going to have the Masters. They're still going to have mm-hmm. the PGA. They're not going to have um, uh, the British Open anymore. British Open. England yep. fucking canceled that shit. Um, uh, John, I know you're a golf guy, and and, and Buns, you're you're a bit of a golf guy as well. Um, I didn't see anything about the U.S. Open, but do you guys know about that? Did, did that happen? I haven't heard anything closing about the U.S. Open. I think that um, the Ryder Cup is in jeopardy. But um, I I think for the most part, the – I think things are going to happen in golf simply because it's not a sport where you need to have people around. And I think that a golfer with a caddy can do it. And I think that they will be ahead of mostly everybody else as far as, like, you know, the actual sports – uh, you know, obviously UFC has started NASCAR is starting this week and stuff like that. But I think they will be the ones that can progress the easiest. But then again, you have these clubs and these places that are going to lose out on tons of revenue because they don't have people following these guys and going to these tournaments. And, you know, it's it's going to lose them a lot of money, which is also an issue. But I think they will be able to get, a, for the most part, a full season of golf underway in the next couple of months without many issues. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I hope so. I mean, it, right now, obviously, like golf just came back for like us 
us amateurs. Uh, I got yeah. to play uh, a couple times so far. It started last weekend um, in Jersey and Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I guess fingers crossed for, for yeah. them to have a pretty easy way back. Um, uh, another thing, obviously, you know, the major thing happening that I think people who don't give a fuck about golf even um, <laughs> is going to help them out a lot like, you know, mm-hmm. watch uh, is the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning uh, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson event uh, mm-hmm. I forgot off the top of my head who's playing with who I think it's I got you I got you it's Peyton and Peyton Tiger and Phil, and Phil and Brady see now th- to me that doesn't sound fair because <laughs> Peyton and Tiger Peyton they say like like when Brady and Peyton talk Peyton is the better golfer because he's been yeah. retired more. Like that's the joke. He's been retired more. Tried <laughs> so, retired longer, so like, like he's been playing more golf. Um, and, and Tiger obviously is the greatest golfer to ever play the game. Period. At the end. Well, didn't Phil Correct. beat Tiger in their in their last charity? He did thing? beat him in the match. Yes. Yeah, he did. But I mean, Phil. Tiger's the greatest ever, but Phil lefty, came to play for that twenty million, man. Never underestimate lefty. That's for sure. I mean, he no. he could be old. He's a little washed, but he listen. He just one on one, one on one, not playing in a full tournament. I'd be I'd be worried. If there's no yeah. Tiger Woods, Lefty might be the greatest golfer of all time too. So when you think about that, oh, I don't know about the greatest of all time, but he would have absolutely been the greatest of that generation. Yes, like, 100%. hundred yeah. percent. And yeah, he was like a, John Daly, all them. Countless way back before. (laughs) Maybe for his pants, that's about it. (laughs) And for his fucking drinking. Yes. And then that alone gets him. That makes him the greatest, yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like the Babe Ruth of golf. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Babe Ruth wasn't good at baseball. He was just better than everybody else. Oh god. (laughs) Oh, here we go. (laughs) Uh what is the Brady Man in golf? It's, uh, uh, I don't think for sure. I, I think that it's it's just another thing that sports needs, and you know, it's just gonna be it's gonna be like a must see TV for people that aren't, you know, even that big of a fan of golf. They're gonna watch it, and it's gonna be big. Yeah, Nick Sacco will absolutely be watching this with on and sitting on eggshells the whole time. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. actually, I, I will watch it. Why not? I, I think it's <laughs> May twenty fourth, guys. By the way. When is yeah, it? May 24th. May 24th. Memorial Day weekend. That's fantastic. What a better time to do it. People, I think be if, they have, if they have them really mic'd up, I don't know if they did for the Mickelson and the Oh, they had the mic'd up. But, like, did, were, did we hear plenty of banter back and forth? Because I think with Peyton there. Yes. I think, I think, I think they actually the, aired their side bets that they were making. I think we heard them make it. Yeah, okay. it was one of those things. That there was a lot of uh, the last one. A lot of people were like uh, a little bit disappointed because there wasn't mm-hmm. as much banter. Um, I think obviously having like Peyton, who is just a notorious phenomenal bullshitter, you know, oh, um, fantastic. His rant was fantastic. I think I think just having those four guys, like uh, having the additional two guys, is just gonna, like up the ante for the banter and and, mm-hmm. and, and make it way more interesting. And I think it's going to be a pay per view, so they can say swears. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. swears. Yeah, uh, it's definitely auto purchase, baby. Auto <laughs> purchase. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm curious too about like what the format is going to be. Like, is it going to be uh, alternating shots? Is it going to be mm-hmm. like best ball? I, I, I don't know. I'd probably bet on best. Mm-hmm. I'd say best ball. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? So they, they gotta, they gotta speed it along somehow. Otherwise, That's, yeah, I mean, what, what, what's, a, what's a normal golf game? Best ball. Well, yeah, like I, mean, I mean, normally, like when you play with amateurs, like you have a scramble where it's yeah, 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 yeah where you're like, mm-hmm. it, well, go ahead, exactly. Um, yeah, though, and the last thing, so obviously, uh, off of Brady Manning, the most important news in my life right now that that just came out, obviously, you know, we're like, you're having a child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, not yet. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Get it going. Flying from the rafters. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, right now we're in the middle of like obviously a lot of video game, um, you know, release and then a lot of video game news coming out. Mm-hmm. And one that caught my eye: 
2K21 Golf coming yeah. out soon. We're getting more information. 2K21 Golf. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to suck at that game, too? Yes, Ryan, he's going to shoot the ball to the yeah. other players. Can you pass in that game? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was nasty. I was nasty at fucking Tiger Woods. I don't know how they're going to do it. So, um, so 2K, I know, funded this game called uh, The Golf Club which the golf club was more of almost like a simulation game. The golf club 2019 was the last one that came out. I mean, it was more of a simulation. It was cool. It was fun. Graphics weren't that great. And it was like hard though. It was, it was like people were creating, like it was a course creator too, but like super hard with like the pace that you had to, had to flick the, the controller. You could fuck up your mm-hmm. swing so easily and not like as arcadey as a Tiger Woods game. My hope is that it's kind of halfway in between because Tiger Woods, like it got to the point where like if you're not birdieing every hole, uh, you, you fucking suck. What was that uh, game in arcades where you flick like the ball? Oh, that's goat. Yep. Yeah, that's some goat. That's goat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible at that game. <laughs> um, I don't that know. Thoughts on two K golf, guys? Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, that's a nice. That's a new game added to the mix. I like that. I, I don't think it'll be better than Super uh, Nintendo sixty four Mario Golf, but I was just gonna say uh, I, I will never play a <laughs> golf game. That is Mario that golf. is an all time great golf game right there. Besides <laughs> Tiger Woods Golf, Anything Mario Golf. Blasphemy. Mario Golf is great. <laughs> blasphemy. Uh, random. Some random things guy just popped up. Uh, supposedly Dave Portnoy has outbid everybody else to get. Uh, I think it was the what's the challenge going on for COVID. Um, all in, all All in, in. yeah, yeah. yeah. With Um, uh, the commissioner, with the commissioner, yeah, commissioner and his fan cave with two tickets to any regular season game for a Monday night football game. Uh, stool president just bid what is it, two hundred fifty thousand dollars and won, and then tweeted out to the commissioner that he better not fuck him. So I can't (laughs) wait for that. (laughs) Oh my god. Conversation of all time. Oh that's my good. god! I, if if it happens, goes through, that'd be fantastic. If Goodell doesn't let great. it happen, it'll make him look oh, worse. And if he does let it uh, happen, he'll be ruined. Goodell doesn't ruined. give a shit about his public image anymore. Goodell knows the world hates him. He just fucking yep. does what he embraces he it. He, he embraces, embraces it. it. Sure. Right. But, but uh, he specifically also, does not like Portnoy. Like I know he, he doesn't want hates, him in the stadiums. He, he hates him. You know what I mean? He made those. They made those clown shirts of him. So yeah, they're still selling them. They're still selling them. Uh, quote from the, possibly, wait, hold on. Do you think ahead. he's going to wear the shirt to the dinner? Oh, I Absolutely. hope so. I hope so. I think he has a suit. There is no way he does it. He doesn't give a shit either. I'm pretty sure he has a three-piece suit. A powder blue three-piece suit that has the faces all over it. If there's a dress code, he'll find a way around it to wear that shirt. There's no doubt in my mind. He'll have it in there no matter what. He'll hide it. Under his dress shirt, some, something. Yeah. It's gonna be something on his underwear. It's gonna yeah. be there. It's not. <laughs> He'll he would probably tattoo it to his hand if he could. If they, <laughs> if they, if they no, he gets like, he he like a head tat. That way, it's not permanent. <laughs> uh, something a snippet from tonight's uh, last dance. Supposedly, Michael Jordan wouldn't let Horace Grant eat after bad games. MJ reportedly would tell flight <laughs> attendants, "Don't feed him. He doesn't deserve to eat." <laughs> <laughs> And there is another reason why they thought Horace Grant was a whistleblower to a lot of these reporters talking. Oh my god! And things like that. So. I can only hope that's true because how are you uh, gonna let another grown man tell you you can't eat? Yeah, man. How you just gotta? Are you telling me Michael Jordan's that powerful and you're just gonna sit there and take that? That was always the thing about Jordan. They said he was a like a, a dictated with a with an iron fist, and you dare not go against them. That was easy. And I cannot wait to start watching that. Not letting Horace Grant eat. Oh, yeah. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve to eat. Fantastic. Fucking amazing. Okay, we're going to finish up each of our, our podcast episodes with a couple of beer reviews and then a little more trivia for our two co-hosts. Uh, on deck today for me, sporting my little Alabama uh, koozie, Roll Tide, I have Ghost Brewing Company, Afterlife, to Kentucky Common, with uh, some chocolate nibs and cherries. And it was mm-hmm. it was not bad. It was very good. At the end I got a little bit of the chocolate the chocolate nibs. Mm-hmm. And uh for like at one out of five, I guess we'll do a rating. One out of five. Uh we use an app called Untapped to do ratings and stuff like that. So one out of five I would give it a uh, three two five. 
for uh, for a campfire beer, a little bit of chocolate in this too. I wouldn't drink it on a hot day because it would kind of make me sick. Yeah, so, I had uh, I had the same. About, I'd give it about the same between a three and a three five. Good good summary. One to five. Here. What kind of scale are you working with, my yeah, friend? Yeah, one to five with, 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 with decimals. One to five with decimals. Why don't I just do one to ten with decimals? What do three out of seven? Three, yeah, I want to do, I want <laughs> well, three, to do three out of seven. Alright, you. Yeah, I'm seven. gonna rate mine at a one to ten because I I think that's like most universally accepted scale. Yeah, and my brain works properly on like yours. All right. All right. Well, with the app that I use, it's one to five, schmo. So I didn't. I didn't ask you to rate it on that. You rate uh, whatever. I like it. I like it. So what is it like? A fucking like a like a six four or something like that? What is it? Yeah, multiply it by two. It's silly. Just multiply do one by two. Silly. You boys are silly. I like it though. I like it. What is it? All right. So me, I have Young Dirty Brew Honey Ale. Nice. Okay. I didn't take a sip of it yet. I just want to let you guys know. This beer has no father to its style, okay? All right. Well, one sip. I can hear your gullet. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, real quick, shit's light, all right? Mm. It's not a heavy beer. I like the taste of it. Let me take another sip. Hold on. Oh, yeah. All right. I like this a lot. But not that, not too much. Taste of honey to it. It's got a very good initial taste. The aftertaste, just really honey. It's a lot of honey to it. That's all. That's what I'm getting. I understand that it's a honey ale, but there's a lot of honey going on to this. So, on a scale of one to ten, I'm like Mike. I'm gonna give it like a six, one out of ten. I'm gonna give it a. It's a. It's a decent rating. It's not the best. It's not the worst. Um, I would drink these, but I wouldn't go out of my way to drink them. So that'd be a three point zero five. Oh God. Okay. You know, <laughs> you could have that. Whatever. Going into tenths and hundredths. If we want to okay, do the scale okay. of one to five, everybody, it is a three point zero five. Okay. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, okay, so those are a few beers Nick didn't decide to drink tonight. Let's go to our last, our last trivia of the day. We have a little bit of a, a who wants to be a millionaire vibe for our trivia questions. How it's going to work? He's going to have three questions. Thirty second timer for the. Uh, two co-hosts to think. They're both going to just get one answer, but they get it right or wrong. One point to each person. And then for our scoreboard, along with the stack game we mentioned previously in the podcast, so they go on the Dwayne Alley tally board. Dwayne Avenue tally board, I'm sorry. And we're going to announce. Pull up the questions. All right, first question. Let me get a timer out for you guys. How are we answering? Are we blurting it out or are we holding it? Hold until I say 30 seconds is up, and then you can go ahead and both answer. I'll, okay. I'll ask one. I'll ask you to answer, and I'll ask Bunz to answer. Okay. So, John, then Bunz. Okay. So, first question. I'll read it twice if you guys want. Okay. Who was the 1996 World Series MVP? Again, who was the 1996 World Series MVP? 30 seconds starts now. Can I go? If you know the answer already, yes. John Smoltz. Uh, no. No. Fuck. Yankees won the World Series, though. Oh yeah, whatever. Bad team. Um, it was um. Hold on. That's why hold. I picked it. Um, you still have 15 seconds for you to force an answer out. It's the closer. Was it Mariano? Um, 10 seconds. He just got accused for raping small children. Um, six seconds. Uh, Rape. John, something is it? <sighs> Three seconds. I'm out. Answer. I I. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, <sighs> I, I can't think of his name. John Wetland. John Wetland. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> fuck, uh, fuck this. Wait, can you – what about small children? I He he, he raped a couple. He's he's from Texas, and he went to Texas after, after – Just a after, couple. After the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> and then just recently he got caught raping a girl that was like 13 years old or something like that. Really bad. That's fucking – I got like his whole backstory and his first name. Do I get a half a point for that? I, I knew who he was. No. Uh, you we'll you're get, not – Fuck that. We're not, we're not doing he that. didn't know who he was. I didn't know. Right, we'll, we'll give John .5. We'll give John oh, .5. Get the fuck. First, first episode. You made you got blanked, Bunce. Did get blanked. All right, whatever. I had the wrong team. How about that? I didn't have the, I didn't have the right team. I had the wrong team. They won. My bad. Second, second question. In 2001 playoffs, this is NBA. The Raptors lost to the Sixers by one point after Vince Carter's misses, miss at the buzzer. Who scored the last bu- bucket of the game? Once again, NBA in 2001 playoffs, the Raptors lost to the Sixers by one point after a Vince Carter miss 
with the buzzer. Who scored the last bucket of that game? 30 seconds starts now. You have 30 seconds to think, so I don't have to worry about blurring it out. I'll read it again if you want. I have an obvious guess, but I don't think it's right. I'm going to go with. In 2001 playoffs, the Raptors lost to the Sixers by I'm one going, point. I'm going to Kembe Mutombo. It is not to Kembe Mutombo. Okay. I'm going to get blanked again. I guess. You five seconds. Who? Allen Iverson. Not Allen Iverson. It no. was Del Curry. Wait, wait, wait. That's uh, it? We don't get to go again? Steph's no, you get one right. shot. Oh, fuck me. That's why we're doing, that's why we're doing three tries. I forgot oh. Del was there. Wow. Last question of the day. The Charlotte. LaDainian Le- Tomlinson. Of the Chargers took the rushing yard title in 2006. Which running back fell just short of beating him? Who came as the runner-up of the rushing title? One more time. Ladanian Thomason of the Chargers took the rushing title in 2006. Which running back fell just short of Ladanian Thomason or was the runner-up? I'm mad you that I know this instantly. Larry Johnson. Yeah. Ooh. Good job, I huh? just there's no Devari Johnson's prime for I like was, four years. Was was the record for seconds was like was almost as good as he wasn't, yes. but he was almost as good as Ladanian Thompson. I was I'll guessing you know, former Chiefs counterpart Priest Holmes. I'll let you know how much less he was good. He was 26 yards less. As oh, that's good. that's so, it. That's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> two two and a half first downs. Oh my! Fuck. All right, let's put it on the tally. All right, so Bones I get a point. One. John's got point five. Sweet. Oh. I thought you had right. point five. All right, we're gonna do a would you rather. Here are the rules of the game. You can't have any cheat loopholes. You can't tell the person you've been coerced. You can't tell the people, and you have to deal with the problem forever. You can't cure it. So with that, I'll just give you the first one and the only one. You ready? Okay. For the rest of your life, you have permanent cheese doodle dust on your fingers like but they're it's still malleable it's fresh it gets on things oh. but it's permanently there or you have a stuffy nose nose for the rest of your life i'm going stuffy nose that's literally my existence all the time anyway so <laughs> so because you have like rhinoplasty and shit that's rhinoplasty how would my nose be this big if i had a rhinoplasty <laughs> <laughs> all right john Bunch, what do you got I'm taking. I'm um, sorry. Don't let me just take this real quick. Sorry. And give, give me your rationales too. There is a zero percent chance I'm walking around with fucking cheese doodle dust in my hands. I agree. Um, I'm I'm already a generally sloppy person like that. So imagine all the stains on my clothes. I absolutely yeah, but can you imagine? Not. Can you imagine your restless sleeps? You, you can't breathe. Dude, I, you I, I have to breathe there the rest I, of your life. I literally. B- can't breathe through my nose half the year as is. So okay. like, whatever. It's okay. And you know, you can't me. tell people that like, yo, you that's fine. This. That's fine. No they just think you're a weirdo. I, I, I mean, I mean, I'm people already think I'm a weirdo, so it's fine. <laughs> your hands are, imagine the, the sweat with his, with the Cheeto dust, like oh, from his hands. Man, we to play a sport. Are you kidding oh, me? God. Imagine Bunt's fumbling the ball with, uh, oh. like the ball with cheesy hands. Like people be like, oh, like the imagine, cheese like, falling to the floor. Imagine catching a pass from Bunt's and Cheeto dust gets in your eye from and the impact. Like, all over your face. Wouldn't play. <laughs> I just like I'm trying disgusting. to think like I, I the, when I'm laying in my bed with a stuffy nose, it's like probably like the worst thing in the world. I think that sucks. Like, I don't. Are you guys? You rather have dirty hands? No, like, no. I'm not saying I'd rather have dirty hands, but I'm like the thing I'm thinking of is like when I'm trying to sleep with my nose stuffy. Yeah, that's a big you deal. can't. You're not allowed well, to remedy it, right? No, Those are the rules. you just have no. a stuffy fucking nose. I can't, I can't oh, take whatever. my nose spray. I can't do anything. No. You're just that, a gross that, mouth breather. That ain't a problem. <laughs> I'd rather that, that, that ain't a problem. I don't know. Like I don't can know. I, that's can hard. I wear gloves? No, you cannot Ooh, wear no. gloves. You know how the game's played. <laughs> like, what if I'm... <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. What if I'm somewhere that's really fucking cold? Like, can I just not wear gloves when It you has to be live? in the normal event. Like, you can never do okay. it because it's Cheetos. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys are going with the stuffy nose. Yeah. yeah I'm also going to go... Nose. Yeah. I mean, at least you're a normal person if you have a stuffy nose. Stuff yes. I'm going to just take the stuffy nose, but I'm not happy about it. Right. Yeah, you don't know, <laughs> you're you're not, how bad it's going to be. You're not happy about it, but you like it. You, just you, like, it. you like it in terms of the other choice. <laughs> I don't know. You like it. You're gonna like it. Gonna you, like, none of us know what it's like to have Cheeto hands long term. I would bring so, a like, fucking like a wet wipe with me everywhere, and just every time yeah. I touch something, I just wipe it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fucking okay. annoying. That's, that's, that's okay. fucking annoying. Yeah, it's fucking bad. I agree. <laughs> that's bad. Right, I'll throw you. I'll throw you one more complimentary one for the first podcast. You ready? Uh, mm-hmm. Would you rather have permanently shaved eyebrows or bi-weekly gooch waxings? Uh, bi-weekly gooch, gooch waxings. waxings. 
I probably really? use bi-weekly goose waxings. waxings. I, 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 I think it's something to pain. Yeah. Bi-weekly is very frequent. No eyebrows. No one's going near you oh, ever. Man, that's right. a lot of You time. mean like no eyebrows at all? Yeah, it's, it's shaved. It's not just gone. It's the clearly shaved. Yeah. Like they're done or they're gone? avoid you on the street. Like, the, like it's a buzz cut. They're, they're gone. So, so every zero, single day my eyebrows are look like I have a buzz yeah. cut there. If someone asks you, you just say, yeah, shave my eyebrows. Bro, it can't just be like a, 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 a you know. A I think or... I look like a certified weirdo. Yes. Like uh, I don't. Yeah, know I'll take the gooch waxing. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I'll take the gooch waxing. I'm definitely not happy about it. It's a little. No, I'm not happy about it, but like at least my gooch will be waxed. Yes. Yeah, it'll be nice down there. My wife is so clean. <laughs> Do you think you'd get you you'd get numb to the gooch waxing after like? Eventually, yeah. yeah. Maybe after, maybe after like twenty or thirty times getting in there and getting your gooch yeah. ripped up, you'd be all right. Your gooch would be like, oh, here comes another waxing. I mean, there's a possibility. The first one is like the last, like the only one. You might rip something. You never know. You know what I'm, you know what I'm like, really not liking? Like, what if, what if they catch some like bottom ball sack in there? Like, yeah, they pull like, it off. That, that's a, that's a problem. It's a problem. Look at JW's face. It's a problem. I'm thinking it'd be similar to like a tattoo, where like you just the more you do it, the more you're just used to the pain. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think you get used to that until you get that one little love tap on the balls. Because I get yeah. my eyebrows threaded, and I want to cry each and every time. <laughs> I got my eyebrows threaded once and I would never did it again. Not have them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Ryan, you get your eyebrows threaded? It's the best way to get your yeah. eyebrows cleaned yeah. up. Best Why way. do you shave your eyebrows like a weirdo? I mean, like I can't shave your eyebrows. Like, unibrow, but That's like the, when I get a little bit of peach fuzz, I'll I'll, I'll hit it with the razor. I mean, JW, nah, let me explain to you. Move. It comes the back to waxing, waxing or threading is the way to go, but not threading because that hurts like a motherfucker. Listen, bro, if you if you could see me right now, I'm rocking a baby uni. Baby <laughs> Anthony Davis Jr. Yeah. Davis. <laughs> I, that's how I'm, I'm rocking it. That'll do. Uh, thank you for tuning in to uh, Students of the Game. Hopefully come back with episode two. Oh, if you enjoyed episode one, uh, come back in a week. We'll be posting everything once a week. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Later, everybody. Bye. Ciao. See ya. Sign our fuckers.